everybody, welcome to the SideQuest Podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm BJ. And uh, we both just read the first uh, chapter of the new Chainsaw Man. Uh, I guess chapter 98, I think is what it is. I'm just going to call it part two, chapter one. Yeah. This first the first chapter of part two, and it was not what anybody expected, I yeah. think. Uh, but in a way, that makes it what everyone expected out of Fujimoto. Yeah, that's the thing, is that like, it's completely on brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, uh, so you should go read it. If you don't have the Shonen Jump app, honestly, you should. Of all these, like... It's a, it's a fucking great value. <laughs> it's two bucks, and you get all of these manga. It's two Unlimited. Bucks yeah. You can read as much as you want on there. Like, it, yeah, dude, and it's... That, to me, makes me, like... If they're going to compete with Webtoons and kind of shit like this, this is the way to do it. Because Webtoon, you don't... There's no subscription. Mm-hmm. You have to pay, like, these coins, and you have to keep buying coins or earning coins or whatever. To get things the day they come out, you do. But then, like, the way I use Webtoon is just wait. <laughs> well, no. So if so, some series are being pushed to this thing called a Fast Pass, where you are allowed to read... I think it's one... You can use a Fast Pass a day. So certain series that are completed are now getting that treatment, and then you can buy more fast passes. That's fucking. But right. yeah, so yeah, some of these. But I'm with you on that one, where it's like some of these you can just read, catch up, and then just wait every week. Yeah, because that's how I did uh, Clinic of Horrors, which I think is the best thing on there. Um, I would, you know, read up until what is currently free, and then wait until next week when the next one becomes free because no one is talking to me about this series, so it doesn't matter. I've been that's been me with Wayne Family Adventures, and just recently I, I started reading uh, Teenage Mercenaries mm-hmm. or Teenage Mercenary, whatever it is. I've seen like YouTube ads for that one. It's actually pretty good, and this one is like in that same vein of like soul leveling, where it's a Korean specific mm. like comic that is being you know dubbed in English and like put over. Um, it's pretty good. I like it. And it's, it's a power fantasy, kind of like Soul Eleven, but not, not fantasy. It's just a kid who was a child soldier and is just really good at fighting because he's been trained since he was a kid mm-hmm. and is now having to acclimate into high school life. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, while also going through a bunch of this shit, like it, it starts off, you think you know where it's going. Like he comes in, beats the bullies. Cool. And then all of a sudden there's like espionage. Someone gets kidnapped. Some other child soldier show. It's like, what the fuck? It just keeps getting going, 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 going. So I really like this one. Um, and then obviously, like I said, Wayne Family Adventures just keeps giving. Yeah. Because it's, it's the Bat Family content I wanted. <laughs> yeah. But we don't get in the comics. Which is unfortunate. I wish DC and Marvel, too, would realize we need some of that shit. Well, DC is letting webtoons continue because they're they're doing a Zatanna webtoon and then a Red Hood and the Outlaws. I'll webtoon. read the shit out of that Zatanna one. I'm about to read the fuck out of that Red Hood and the Outlaws one, bro. We're getting a full just like Jason Todd solo adventure with his buddies, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm in. Nice. Uh, but yeah, Chainsaw Man's good. Uh, <laughs> cluck cluck, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, BJ, how has your week been? It's been a pretty fucking good week, man. I got a new job. Hell yeah, you did. At a hotel. Uh, front desk work, so not as physically strenuous as Bed Bath & Beyond. The pay is a little better. And uh, everyone there is super chill so far. So I'm, I'm really excited. Um, finally going to be making some good money again. And... Uh, my first thought was I can queue up for a Steam Deck now. <laughs> so I'll be saving for that over the next couple of months. 
I have thought of that, but at the same time, like that'd be like most of my money that I make. F- that's not to rent. Yeah. So like, I'm not I'm not gonna get a Steam Deck until like, I don't know later. Yeah, a lot of people are waiting until they're readily available, which I totally understand. But uh, I don't have an apartment to pay for, so, yeah, so I'm good. in a good position for it. You're good. Um, I also found out that my employee discount is like 80% off a room, so I was like, Japan trip. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it's going to be lit. So uh, I'm going to be saving a lot of money for the next couple of years, I think. But um, yeah, I started the new job. I, uh, I've been playing a little more Fire Emblem. It hasn't been keeping me quite as hooked as uh, like Age of Calamity did, because Age of Calamity is just action, action, action. Whereas Fire Emblem is like action, politics, action, politics. So I'm I'm breaking up the uh, the monotony there by playing Astral Chain again. Um, I'm getting pretty close to the end. Akira showed back up with a Raven gear and everything. Which Akira or which which Akira is in your game? A female. And uh, I just hate the way that Akira is written to this whole game because yeah. it's like. She's very clearly jealous, or he. It doesn't matter which gender you choose, because either way, the writing is the same. Um, But they're very jealous of their sibling, and then they're, like, sidelined for a bit, and then they come back, and you do some treason, and then they're like, you need to be a good boy so that you can come out and, you know, follow orders and everything. And I don't know if it's just, like me as a person, but the whole game doesn't sit right with me anymore because it's all very, like, the police are heroes <laughs> and we live in America, <laughs> so a little harder to stomach. I think it, I think it's, it's less hard to stomach for me because it's the aesthetic of cyberpunk, like, Japan, right. like, cyberpunk, and that's usually, like, police aren't assholes necessarily. That's true. So, and, and you know, obviously... That reminds me of a news story we have to talk about. We'll get there. All right. But, uh, yeah, I love Astral Chain. Uh, the things that I don't like are the Arm Legion is kind of glitchy in spots. Um, like, if you ever try to use the chain jump with him, he will just rocket back to you and then pull you into the middle of a pit and you'll fucking die 15 times. And it's trash. Um, but everything else I think works pretty well. Uh, like I always say, it's basically just Evangelion. Um, but it's, it's good. It's Evangelion with stands. Yeah, pretty much. And they even have the Evangelion color schemes in there, which is nice. Which everybody who played Astral Chain immediately just went like, okay, so purple, be a little green in there. Yeah, I did. And then as soon as I got the Arrow Legion, I was like, all right, unit two. Oh, Dude, I, I, I liked customizing everything. Like, I forget at the end what my, my character ended up looking like. But, yeah. When, when I when I inevitably, like, actually finished, I think I had, like... I, he looked like... I tried. I think I tried to go for, like, a Dante Nero look. Mm-hmm. And it ended up just looking like school shooter vibes because the trench coats were shit in that game. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, fuck. My guy looks like he's not... He ain't doing too hot. Yeah, the outfits are not the best... Um, nah. when Astral Chain 2 comes out, I hope that's one of the things they really bump up. Uh, but who knows when that'll be because Bayonetta 3 is never coming out. Uh, that's, uh, we got some news on that one today. I fucking hope so. Um, 
Yeah, I know. I love Astral Chain. I, it was definitely one of my favorite games of that year, and probably would have been one of my favorite if Devil May Cry hadn't come out. Yeah. Looking back on it, I was excited for Astral Chain because I thought the gameplay was going to be very similar to how V plays. And now, like, playing it again, I'm like, I think the way that Devil May Cry did this is actually better. So, you know, a couple years down the line, I will admit that Devil May Cry 5 is better in that, like, summoned action gameplay. And uh, I think it's kind of fucked up that we only have two games to compare. Yeah. <laughs> so I would well, like to see more. It sucks, too, because, like, you have Devil May Cry where it's they've nailed the general action yeah. That they probably could have had more time to figure out the two-person and one-controller thing. That's true. Didn't, uh... Couldn't you play co-op in National Chain? Isn't there a way, like, one of you is the Legion ones? There is, because every time you start a mission or you pause, it's always like, player two can join. That's got the two-Joy-Con thing, which looks awful for Astral Chain. That actually be kind of cool. Yeah. I would like to try it and see what it's like. But uh, maybe we'll try it at Matt's house tonight when we're choking down some pork ramen. I'm so fucking excited for that ramen and port sticker, port stickers, pot stickers. Stick them in the pork. <laughs> anytime, the pretty much anytime Matt cooks, I'm hype. Yeah, honestly, There's some good home cooked meals, and I'm I'm all in for it. That's just an incredible chef. Absolutely. But uh, this one's for you, Matt. Yeah, I'll slob your top later. <laughs> but um. I did that. I uh, I got a gift card to Books a Million, and they've closed every Books a Million within like 50 miles. So I ordered some books online, where luckily they were having a buy two, get one free sale. Um, I realized that I was missing one volume of Chainsaw Man, volume 10, so I got that one for free. That was nice. And then I got the first two volumes of Comey Can't Communicate. Um, I've only read the first volume so far, but it's really fucking good. Um, like, it's just really sweet and nice. And I don't hate anybody yet, and it's all just a very fluffy, happy world. So you haven't met you haven't met Yamai yet, have you? Uh, is which, she in one? Which one is that? The Yandere. I don't think so. Okay, so that is gonna be the kicker because a lot of people don't like her. Uh, considering that every and you might catch on to this, but every character is a pun. Like Tadano, like his whole name literally just means like ordinary person. Yeah. Um, Najimi is, I think, is literally the just the name like translates to pretty much like best friend or childhood friend. Um, and like other things like Komi, Komi's whole name has something to do with like communication or some shit. Like every character is a pun. Like Agari is like a pun on a dog and she acts like a fucking dog. She acts like a Makima TikTok stand. Yeah. So like every every character is that. And so I went into the, the manga with that in mind. So like every, every character is like hyper. What the fuck? Because, like, as you get going, there's some characters who take that fucking, like, stereotype to the most, like, extreme. Mm-hmm. Like, one of one of the characters later in the manga literally is, like, in armor because she's, like, a knight bodyguard or whatever the fuck ever. That's, I don't, it, and I'm like, dog, you're in school with, like, a full-on, like, cult, like pauldron shit. Like, I'm like, what? But I'm like, whatever. It's Comey. It's Comey can't communicate. Everybody's a fucking hyper stereotype. Yeah, but it's good. Uh, I can't wait to hear what you say about Yamai because that'll be the kicker. Because I I don't hate her, but it's why I can't talk with anybody about Comey because like the fandom is like, literally there was a there was a post on Reddit and then I saw the same shit on Twitter where someone was like, uh, if if you had the chance to to like it was either like to save like you had one bullet or two bullets and it was Hitler, 
another fucked up person and Yamai, uh, where where would you shoot Yamai twice? <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, okay. And it's like that. Like there was literally someone who was like, dude, she could be choking. I wouldn't save her. Like that kind of shit. Jesus. And I'm like, okay, I think we're pushing the. I, calm down. It's a fucking character in a manga. Yeah. But it is what it is. I, that's why I, I don't talk to people in the fandom. I just watch the show, read the manga, and then be done with it. That's what it has to be nowadays. I, I'm very interested to see what a Dr. Doctor Stone fan would look like, but I haven't ventured out and found any yet. I kind of am scared to. Although I, fe- I feel like the Doctor, because it's technically a shonen, the Dr. Stone fans would give you a full detailed list of how he could solo go. Power scaling. It's, it's power scaling, but from a Rick and Morty standpoint. All right, guys, you got Superman and you got Dr. Stone with prep time. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Batman of the manga universe. Pretty much. It's like, all right, who's going to win, Goku or Dr. Stone with a hell of prep time? How much prep time does he get? <laughs> That's actually interesting because, like, Goku with training and then Dr. Stone with prep time, it's like, huh. Yeah. Realistically, who would win? Obviously, you just go, oh, Goku turns Super Saiyan wins type shit. But like, I think it depends on, is it post-Stone World Dr. Stone? And does he have his equipment where he can analyze Goku's DNA? <laughs> Yeah. We're not getting into that com- I'm not getting into the power <laughs> scaling conversation, god dang it. We need to title this one uh Dr. Stone could body Goku and get back to that good viewer count today. Doc, doc- oh, that one's gonna not good. that's not gonna be good viewer count. That we'll actually start getting like heavy comments saying, You're a fucking idiot. Hey, at least it'd be interaction. That's true. But, yeah, uh, I'm naming it that just because <laughs> we talked about Dr. Stone. Dr. Stone could body Goku. All right, let's let's see if that one trends on Twitter somehow. Like some, all right, cool, whatever. Let's Nobody go. listens to the episode, but they we just, still get the clout. We get the clout of people, like, and people people come listen to the, like the episode after or whatever because they're like, I want to hear what all these other fuckers say about some shit. That'd be the dream. We get we get, we get <laughs> just get hate bonered. Yeah. I would, dude. That. I'd love it. I would too. I'd revel in that shit. I'd yeah. make it my personality online. It's like, yeah, <laughs> fucking. I love that you hate start it. Start flame wars every oh, week. Absolutely. But yeah, that's uh that's pretty much all I've been doing. A lot of manga and uh you know, new job. And uh what else did I do? I watched more Doctor Stone. That was good. Um there hasn't been an episode where it feels like filler or a dead moment for me because every episode is like progress towards his goal. So it's it's fucking amazing. A couple times I actually teared up. They, uh, not to spoil too much, but there's a, a little girl character they introduce that always wears this big watermelon rind on her head with holes cut in it. Mm-hmm. The one that you see in the intro. Yeah. And, uh, they're like, she's kind of an outcast. She's a little weird. So she, like, takes to what Senku's doing. She's like, oh my God, this is so cool. I want to learn from him. And then, uh, he, like, takes the watermelon rind off her head one day and she's like, Got this like short blonde hair and these big blue eyes and everything, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, she's so cute!" And then she makes the most disgusting face that I've ever seen in anything. She looks like an old man from like an ugly bastard hentai. Hell yeah! And then everybody's like, "Oh, what the fuck?" And she's like, "I have to do this or else I can't see." And then Senku's like, "Oh, you're squinting. You can't fucking see." And then she's like, yeah, that's why I wear the watermelon rind, because, like, the holes are small enough where, like, I can see a little better through it. And he's like, you're just nearsighted, dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) 
So he goes out and he makes glasses for this little girl. And they uh, they remove her little helmet thing and he puts the lenses in that. And then they take her to a big field of flowers. And they put her glasses on for the first time. And I was just fucking like crying like a baby. It was so sweet. But uh, that's what I love about Senku is he's such an asshole. But like actually like he's a dickhead with a heart of gold. Yeah. Because like. Like, you know, with him, like, you know, reviving the girl and, like, doing a whole bunch of... Because it's literally all, like... He says, like, I'd only do things logically. But I was like, no, you don't. You're, yeah. You're a nice guy. Just say it. He's just masking his feelings. I'm I'm hype because, like, the show's so fucking weird. But I love it. Like, out of all the shonen, they do hype really well. Where, like, I was literally watching the show with Matt and BJ. That he like, He's the one who got us to watch it. I'm sitting there going, like, bro, he's making guns. Like, mm-hmm. we're just, he's like, I'm going to boost technology that far. And I'm like, I'm so hype because the way he's explaining things where it's like all scientific shit, but it's like, he's explaining it. And it's like the animation where he's like, like he, he holds a gun and like fully fires it. And you see the whole thing kick back. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're going to make guns. And like we need to make gunpowder with this, uh, this sulfuric acid and blah, 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 all this stuff. And I'm like, Whoa, dude, this is great. Right. So yeah, that is it ramps up in a couple of episodes like right after the gunpowder stuff it just hits a whole new level and then it's just like running from there so i'm really excited for you to see that part um hey but season three next year hell yeah that's perfect i'm probably gonna be reading the manga until then after i catch up um because it's just too good for me to like wait but uh i did that i uh I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but I watched the new season of um, of Umbrella Academy, which I guess a lot of people don't know is out. Um, it kind of got overshadowed by Stranger Things because it came out in between the first Volume part and, and the two. second part. Yeah. Um, it was kind of... It was good still, but I don't think it was as good as season two for me. I So I caught up with it, and I agree. I think season two is really good. Season three is fine. Like it gave me more of the the characters I wanted to see, and mm-hmm. and the Footloose dance off was like top tier shit. Yeah, and I'm like, I love that it was a fever dream. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a really good part. I uh, I feel like they didn't do enough with the Sparrow Academy, but I feel like this season was all just lead up for the next season, kind of. It also doesn't help that this was taken, you know, during COVID. That's true. So, like, I think a lot of shows suffered a bit um, with, like, their seasons. Except Stranger Things and The Boys, because apparently they're just like, no, we're still good. Yeah. Every other show, I feel, though, has kind of suffered. I haven't seen the last season of uh, The Last Kingdom, but I've heard the same thing. Or It's like, it's good, but you can kind of tell where COVID restrictions hit. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, all right. Yeah, but uh, I still enjoyed it. A lot of the character writing was still, you know, on par. Shout out to the how they treated Victor. Yeah, that was that was really nice. That was probably the the best of the whole season was like how they they treated Elliot Page's like character, mm-hmm. where they starts off and it's Von Vanya. It it was Vanya. Was yeah. Vanya. Yeah. Like I I never I I was like I was saying like Verna or some shit because I was reading a lot of manga lately. Yeah. And like, oh, there's yard work going on outside. I think so. If you hear it, our bad. Um, but like, the chainsaw devil returns. Oh shit. <laughs> um. But, like, I like how they treated... I also love where they're like, like, uh, it's Victor, right? It's like, who's Victor? Me. And it's like, is that a problem? And everyone's like, nah, I'm cool with it. Yeah, it, I liked that uh, 
every character's reaction was very in character too. Like uh, Luther running around being like, we need to throw like a party. We're not doing enough. Yeah. <laughs> and then Diego's like, dude, calm down. And then they have that scene where Diego's like carrying that box and he's like, Victor, do you feel loved? It's like, yeah, it's like, good. <laughs> you are loved. And Diego's one of my favorite characters because of how Especially fucking blunt he is. This season, I think Diego got the most like good moments. Yeah. Like the whole fatherhood thing and his whole relationship. Like, I, I was really rooting for Diego this season. And then Klaus is always gets some good shit. Well, Klaus just shows up and is like center of attention. So yeah. like I, anytime Klaus is on screen, I'm just like, hell yeah. And Let's it's go. also like Klaus is kind of in a different, a different like bracket than the others mm-hmm. because his powers are very supernatural. Whereas everyone else is kind of scientific. So he has that whole like supernatural realm kind of to himself. And then, you know, he brings other characters into it every now and again. Um, him and uh, Luther in heaven was a very good scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love just that line. <laughs> him, Klaus and Luther in heaven. I'm just like, yep. That's Umbrella Academy right there. What did we get this season? We got a really good coming out of a trans or non-binary, non-binary right? I think. Uh, I, th- I, I, don't, I don't know what the explanation is in the show, and I don't know what Elliot actually identifies as. But it's a very good coming out scene. Footloose dance off. Yeah. Luther and, <laughs> Luther and, and uh, Klaus in heaven. I'm like, yeah, this is Umbrella season three. I also really enjoyed the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, it felt like just like a dramatic episode of a TV show where there is a wedding with drama, but also the world is ending and no one's really talking about it. I, yeah. Umbrella season three, again, good. But like, two was really good. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what they do next now that everything has kind of been reset to match what everyone wanted. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see what they do. Um, I've never really been spurred to read the comics. I don't know if I will. Because um, I feel like it's probably a situation kind of like the boys where you know the writer is so heavily involved. Where it's like what The Walking Dead set out to do. Like fix what they had problems with with the original writings. And then fuck it up later. Yeah, but that's that's The Walking Dead. I'm hoping that Umbrella and the boys continue as they are. I'm hoping they continue in a way where it makes sense. Because I don't want... Like, I only want... Like, no, even if there's some really good moments, I only want the show to go on until it needs to. Yeah. Like, Walking Dead, especially Supernatural, like, all these shows, even Smallville to an extent, was like, yeah, it's fine, but, like, do we need this season? Yeah, natural conclusion is where it's at. <laughs> Like, Arrow, I love Arrow, but, like, oh, we didn't need season four, definitely didn't need season six, and I'm just, like, three was take it or leave it, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's points where you're, like, we could have ended here yeah, and been fine. Like, Arrow didn't need to be eight seasons, The Flash definitely didn't need to be as long as it fucking is. Uh, Supernatural, I, I should have ended at season five. Yeah. But it is what it is. But, uh... Yeah, let's talk about the boys for a second. So you you finished it. I did finish it. Okay, so we're going to spoil it. So if you don't want to hear spoilers for the boys, pause this episode, go watch it, then come back. Because the boys is over. Yep. So first, first and foremost, how did you think of the season? I thought it was great. Um, I thought it was better than season two. I did too. And uh, it was like, I feel like they know what they're doing. Like they understand what people like about their characters. And I feel like to a degree they've always known that. Um I love, I mean, one of the best sub-stories is always just whatever the fuck the Deep is getting into. 
<laughs> and I love that he writes like a tell-all book, and then his wife leaves him and writes her own tell-all book. <laughs> I I love <laughs> I love that the deep at this point is like just all right. How far can someone just kind of be like how how pathetic can someone get? Yeah. Oh, it's so good, and I love that his name is Kevin. Oh yeah, it, it works. <laughs> it really works. It's so funny. I like A Train in this season. Yeah, I this his, is the first his, time I've liked A Train. Well, yeah, there's that, but like I liked I've always liked his arcs because I fully expected it with him to die. Yeah. Like I've expected him to like get so roided out that he's he dies. But I like that in season 3 they're like we're going to we're going to really give him an arc. I felt for him. Like, there was a lot going on with his character and I'm like, "Hell yeah." And there is a moment in this season where I was like it, it was in Herogasm when he apologizes to Huey. I was like, he's going to die now. It's such a good moment, by the way, mm-hmm. because Huey still punches him. Yeah. Because Huey, Huey in, especially during this season, Huey is kind of going through his own arc of like how, like what it means to be powerful mm-hmm. and like, and powerless. And Huey's now like, you know, he's, you know, going through it. He's got the Tim V and he's like, I fuck it. Cause he's he's mad. He's still angry, and like you know, he's like, you never really said you're sorry. And then he sees it. You can tell Hubie's like he means this, but it doesn't bring me closure. It doesn't make me feel good. Yep. And I'm like, good. And I, I love think that. that that was in such an unrealistic situation. That is the realest thing that could happen. So I I love that shit. I, I also love that it was happening during Herogasm. Yeah. So there's so there's just, people fucking right in the corner of the shot. I, I love it. I love that because you're literally watching it and I, I legit like it shows how good the actors were. I forgot where they were yep. for a second where I'm like I'm like watching A Train's face, Huey's face, I'm like, fuck, this is hard to watch. Like these are people like going Meanwhile, through it's like, shit. Oh. Yeah, in the in the background it's just oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I such a good, good season, but like, I, let's talk about Jensen Ackles. Uh, I thought this was a really good role for him. He does the like, he, I don't know what really to call it. It's not really stoic. It's more like emotional, like soldier. Yeah, he pretty play, much. He plays a soldier really well, like a really old school soldier. And I, I feel like he, he really brought life to it. He. So I I've watched him as in Supernatural. He voiced Red Hood in the Under Red Hood movie. He voiced Batman in the Long Halloween uh, Part One and Part Two. So he I've seen him in a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and I saw him in Smallville way back in the day. Um, so I I've seen this man act. This is his best. Like I like him as Dean. Don't get me wrong, but holy fuck! Every time he's on screen, I'm like, man, you're a piece of shit. I want to see more. I and like you gargle my ball sack. <laughs> Is another thing too is like out of every like shit character like I hated Stormfront, I hate Homelander, but Soldier Boy was like yeah he's a piece of shit but like also you feel a little bit sorry for him yeah because like he's not like it, I don't know and maybe maybe I'm looking to like like I'm looking past something but it feels like he could have been redeemed I mean he his biggest problem is that he didn't understand how bad he was being and if someone had just like sat him down and talked to him or something, you feel like he could have come to that conclusion and changed. Well, and you kind of see that when he's occasionally talking to Huey, even Butcher. It's like, okay, you can see the human in Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, case in point, when he went to Crimson Countess and was like, I, lo- I loved you. Like, I fully was wanting to start a family and stuff, and she's like, go fuck yourself. 
and you see the hurt. Yeah. Where it's like he didn't get it. He really didn't get how how fucked up he was being. And I'm like, man, he nails the role of Soldier Boy. Yeah, every character that they focus on in this season is like done to a T very well. Butcher, this is the best season Butcher's ever had. Uh, Huey, obviously. Starlight's always great. Kimiko. Kimiko and Frenchie's entire just this season. I'm sitting here going like, fuck yeah. I saw a meme the other day that was like seeing Kimiko smile and it was like a cute anime girl with flowers all around. And then it was like seeing Ryan smile and it's Mr. Incredible with the dark filter where he's just like grimacing. Um, that was the biggest what a thing for fucking me. twist, bro. Now I'm on team fucking kill that kid. I, this, this to me is so, so cool about the character of Ryan and also of the difference in Butcher and Homelander is Homelander is a massive piece of shit with, who wants to be the most powerful and he wants, he wants everything for himself, but he also just wants a family. Yeah. He didn't get love and affection growing up. And he is now giving Ryan that love and affection that he thinks he wants, mm-hmm. or that home that Homelander views as love of love and affection, and it's so cool because Butcher didn't give Ryan the time, and here comes Homelander, legitimately offering to give Ryan a, all the chances, mm-hmm. and it's like man, Homelander is a giant piece of shit, but he's trying for Ryan. <laughs> It's in his own <clears throat> fucked up way, and you're looking at it going, and like in in this perspective, obviously in this you know fantastical world, you look at how Butcher reacts to Ryan and how Homelander reacts to Ryan, and very clearly Homelander is, Homelander does love Ryan, mm-hmm. like as his son, and granted he has a fucked up view of what a you know family's supposed to be, but Butcher. You know, he's. This is what I love about Butcher's character. He's so, so dead set on his like crusade. He couldn't even give time for Ryan. Yeah. And like, I, I love that dynamic. And like, I'm very excited to see where how Ryan goes. I mean, it it kind of, <clears throat> it kind of really highlights the duality of Homelander and Butcher and showing how they're similar but different at the same time. Because there's that one scene where Butcher's like, I have to keep away from this kid or else he's going to end up just like me. Whereas Homelander is like... I have I'm, to be near this kid so he ends up like me. Yeah, so it's it's like they're both... They know they're both fucked up, but Butcher handles it in a more... Like, he thinks a noble way. Whereas Homelander is just like... Kind of just trying to get what he wants, which, you know, that's kind of par for the course. Mm. But I really like that duality. Um just i love everything that happened uh everything every every fucking shred of footage that kimiko was in that show i was smiling the uh the part where they break into the lab and they do the maniac thing where she does the like little dance uh i feel like that would have been like right out of some anime i i love black noir this season me too the little animated sections too where he's like reliving his past mm mm-hmm. mhm I, I was like, man, what a creative way to give a backstory to a character. And then the part where he actually goes back to the tower and he's rolling deep with all these woodland critters. I loved that shit. I, do you think he's dead? I, I don't know. I think he could be, and they could replace him with the Homelander clone like he is in the comics. Hmm. Um, 
but I don't know. I I'm okay if he's dead or if he's not dead. Like that's I how am, well I think they did his story this I'm time. I'm happy that Soldier Boy isn't. Yeah. I cuz they can use him for something else and I'm super hyped if they do. Yeah. Um shout out to Queen Maeve this season. Uh love I love their little destructive relationship with her and Butcher. Yeah. And then I like that she got her happy ending with uh Elena. I was like, "Hell yeah. This is good." I'm I'm still questioning how the fuck she survived that fall if her powers went away, but whatever. Um, it's a television show about a comic book. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. If she got to live her happy ending, I'm gonna let it slide. Uh, I like that Starlight's officially one of the boys. Yeah, that was great. That was such a good thing. And just that final battle, like seeing Homelander and Butcher team up. Dude, seeing Homelander and Butcher cool. do laser eyes at the same time was the dopest shit. I, I was like, I hate one of you, but this is really fucking cool. <laughs> well, it's it's that thing where, like, again, that moment is Butcher and Homelander actually had something they both agreed on, which was Ryan has to be safe. Mm-hmm. For for Butcher, it's because that's Becca's kid. For Homelander, it's that's my kid. And they were like, no, we have to protect Ryan. Yeah. And it literally became a thing of everyone versus Soldier Boy. And what a fucking fight, bro. Holy shit. And I loved that moment with Huey where he's like, I could use the V and get Starlight out right now. But then instead he turns all the lights all the way up and just empowers her. I really like that as a character moment. Um, I just really don't have any real complaints about this season. There really isn't. Like, it, yeah, there's like the gross shit, but like that's par for the course for the boys. Yeah. I will say, though, the termite shit was out of left field when that I first was, saw it. Uh, was it Matt that we were watching yeah. that with that was like, no. <laughs> I Dude, when I saw the man start to like wipe his nose, I'm like, oh, fuck, no. Yeah. And he fucking just... <laughs> oh. That was rough. Turn, the turn, it was rough, but I liked that you and me had seen it before. Yeah. So we're like, we're both sitting there like looking at Matt, looking at Kevin and Carmen like, eh, eh. I think Carmen had the best reaction. She was like, I don't want to look at this. <laughs> And, like, just turned away the whole time. She's like, tell me when it's over. And I think I said, like, what? He just blew out of the dude's penis and ruined his, you know, intestines. What's yeah. wrong with that? Oh, uh, the, the Boys is such a fucking great show. I'm so hyped for season four. Same. Especially now, you know, we got, Butcher has what? A year? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. He's got a year to live. I want, that's, that gets me excited for the next one because... So the boys' comics is all the characters and the boys are on V. Mm-hmm. So and I like that they in this one they taught them as they're just humans. I wonder if Butcher's gonna take full V. I think that's what's gonna happen because Butcher's whole thing is fuck soups. I'm gonna kill them all, and I wonder if this is his way of like I'm gonna take it so I can kill them all. I mean he loves doing it with his own hands, so I think that's a very logical conclusion for him to take. I wonder, because in the boys, too, like, Butcher goes after his own team because they're like, you're going too far. Mm-hmm. So I wonder when we get to that point. I don't know, man. The boys' comics are fucking awful, though. If anyone just watched the show, the comics are, like, edgy for the sake of being edgy. Yeah. Like, literally, the Starlight, you know, getting assaulted scene, which in the show was done tastefully and in a way that's like, we're going to show how awful this is without be like, you know? Yeah. The comic book is just like, face fucking, ugh. And she's like sitting there with tears in her eyes, holding her mouth. And I'm just like, I'm so disgusted, like reading this panel. Yeah. Whereas in, in the, in the show, it's like, okay, this is like, we didn't have to see anything except the deep's ass. And then she's throwing up in a toilet. Yeah. 
It's I I have no desire to read the comics and I kind of never did because I've been hearing like I I think I watched a uh like a comics explained video on the first volume of the boys and I was like there's something missing from this. <laughs> and you know, now it's easier to see that like, you know, the hopefulness, the heart isn't there. It's all just kind of doomer shit, which well, I've it, it's, said before. It's it's what I don't like about Garth Ennis's whole thing like the preacher Another thing was like I think the comics are cool, but like I liked season one way better than the comics. Yeah, the rest. I'm glad you told me about the rest of the show though, because I'm not gonna give my time to that. And that's that's kind of the problem with that show is like they try to stick so heavily to the comics that by the end of it, there's no reason to watch anymore. They try to interject the humor and everything from like the first season into the rest of it, but it doesn't really fit when everything else is so dark and gloomy and yeah, it's just very jarring. But hey, I'm glad that Amazon is is doing something. I I'm glad that the boys I can safely put up there as like top five superhero things I've mm-hmm. seen. Uh, that and Invincible are in that list. I can't wait for Invincible season two and three. Fuck it, because I know now they're gonna get a bigger budget. Yeah, um, dude, them fight scenes are gonna be better. I just it, I, the thing is like I don't know if they can top the fucking like slamming through the fucking train. Like, just anything they did in that, in, like, that final episode was, like, holy fuck. Just wait until they actually, like, get to the point where they're at the Viltramite War. Because when they do that shit in the show, it's going, it's going to be God-tier. all the way up. I'm hyped, dude. I'm hyped just for all of it. I'm hyped to see more of Adam Eve. I'm hyped to see, like, just every character more. Yeah. It, uh, I, I'm really excited. I like the changes they made to the timeline of the comics. Mm. Um, I feel like it fit better in the show, and I think they're going to do a lot more of that coming up. I like that the show's uh, mystery is, when is everybody else going to find out about Omni-Man? Yeah. Because the comic mystery is, who killed the Justice League? You know. Yeah, because it doesn't actually show you until, until later. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a while. Like, I think it's, isn't it end of, like, the big volume that, like, the, comp- not compendium, not the big-ass ones, but, like, the ultimate collection? I th- or is it, like, midway? I think it's at the end of that first, like, the thicker one. Because it takes a, a lot of issues to get there. Because, like, yeah, it, the, I, the way in the comics was, like, when you got to that panel, you're like, oh, fuck. And in this one, you get that episode one, and then the, the mystery is now, okay, how is Omnium going to hide it? And yeah. when, it, when, when is this going to come out? And I liked in the show that they restructured a lot of the events, like the first couple of missions that Mark goes on. He didn't do a lot of that stuff until after Omni-Man left Earth. Yeah. So it kind of made more sense for him to like build up that strength and then fight Omni-Man because it felt more realistic that he didn't completely just die. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited. I think I know where Season 2 is going to end, and it's probably where he meets Omni-Man again and sees Oliver for the first time, and that would be a huge good cliffhanger for Season 3. I think people would really like that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all I've been up to. What about you? 40 minutes in? I've been doing nothing. So, uh, no, <laughs> all right. News. I've been staring at the wall. <laughs> See that paint spot over there? Yeah. I've just been staring at that. It's shit. been really bothering me. <laughs> um, no, for me, I mean the boys, obviously we, which we talked in depth about, uh, stellar, stellar show. Love it to death. Um, finished, uh, I finished stranger of paradise. Yeah. Uh, because the DLC is coming out this month. How was the how was the conclusion of that? Was it good? It was really good because of what it means. Cause like, 
So Stranger Paradise is a fucking meta prequel to, ep- to Final Fantasy 1. It's not a remake or whatever. It's a prequel. Yeah. And it ends with the Warrior of Light and his three other people coming through the door and your character in full garland armor just sitting there on the throne. How does the Warrior of Light look? He, like Dissidia. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's so good. And uh, we're getting a in the new DLC, like uh, Tale of the Dragon King or whatever, which is Bahamut. Mm-hmm. There's a fight with the Warrior of Light, dude. Like a boss fight, and I'm like, "Fuck, yes, there is." I want to play that now. The the finale, like the final quote unquote chaos boss fight, was really good. The way they treat these characters, because like you realize, because it is a time loop, it is this weird thing. Um, but it's it's really it's really fun. It's it's definitely as much as I laugh at it. A lot of the edgy shit is because they thought it was cool. Yeah, it's not meta in that sense, but um. It was fun. I really liked it, and yeah, like, seeing Warrior of Light back, I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. That's awesome. And the fact that now the new DLC gives us the fucking fight with him, I'm like, yes. Hell yeah, dude. And I get to fight Bahamut in another thing, so cool. And apparently there's three DLC chapters coming out, so we got that one and, like, two more. So I'm, I'm in. That game's cool. Uh, I've put FF7 Remake on hold. I've just fallen through the church. So I just met Aerith again. Now you're about to fight the best boy in the game. Rude? Reno. Rude. Reno. You fight Reno in the church. Yeah, but nobody said rude, though. No, rude is not the best. Rude, eh. is, rude, is, rude is all right, but he's a beta orbiter simp. <laughs> rude is a simp for Tifa. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, Reno. Reno's fight is great. I actually really like his fight. I love, dude, the Rufus fight. Let's let's get back to that one. That, that was one the fucking sickest slaps. Fight. Like the, the Turks theme in that game. Any t- the Turks theme in general. Um, but yeah, I put that on hold because I was just feeling like I want to play a more actiony game than remake, which is you know weird, but whatever. So I'm playing Judgment. I just started it later, like last night, and I've gotten to the point now where I'm like given some candy or chocolate or what the fuck it is to like my old boss. I just did the first tutorial detective case, and I was like, man, I love the Yakuza series. <laughs> And it's making me want to go back because I played the first three Yakuza games, so Zero and then the two remakes. And then I jumped into three, and like three does not age well. Yeah. M- mainly because it, not even, I can deal with bad looks of a game, but how the game feels is like, oh, this is a 2008 PS3 game. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't help that that game has like a problem in its combat, oh, its combat system where all these fuckers just block all the time. And so you're sitting there going like, just fucking die. God dang it. Yeah. So I'm playing. So I started on easy and then I just said, fuck it. And then went to judgment because I'm like, I want to play a good Yakuza game. And uh, I'm hoping we get some insight on whatever project they've been working on. Because they have, they're usually putting out games every year. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what their game for this year is because last year's was Lost Judgment. A year before that, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, who knows? Because uh, Nagoshi left the company, so we mm-hmm. might they might have a different studio culture now. And they were rumored to be doing the Jet Set thing, right? They were rumored to be doing Jet Set, possibly Virtual Fighter, because mm-hmm. they they were they were a part of. Uh, I think this year alone, was, or last year, was the Monkey Ball game, Lost Judgment, and like two other projects as well. I think. In this scenario, the most likely thing that they've been working on is Virtua Fighter, and that's why we haven't heard anything. Because if you put out a Virtua Fighter trailer right now, it's just going to get swallowed by Street Fighter Six coverage. Yeah. 
So I think they're just kind of trying to be smart and hold on to that for a while. Well, I wonder too is because they've been talking about possibly because apparently when Ghost of Tsushima came out, it made that team go, "Oh, you mean the West really likes these samurai things? We've got two samurai games." Yeah. So we might get remakes of the or remakes, remasters, whatever of those. The Yakuza ones. Yes, that would be dope. The Ishin and Kenzen. Uh, the the thing is, I don't know what you'd call them because you can't just call them Yakuza Kenzen because it's like, well, they're not the Yakuza in this. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they call it, but I want to see Yakuza Dead Souls. Fucking yeah! On current platforms. All right. Uh, by the way, this in 2021, what they worked on was the remaster of Judgment. Virtual Fighter, Virtua Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown, the co- collection, Lost Judgment, and Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. So those are the four games they worked on in 2021. So who knows what they're coming out this that, year? I knew that they had done the Virtua Fighter Five thing, so that just adds more credence to me that they're like, okay, they did that to kind of get their bearings, and now they're going to be doing the uh, Virtua Six. I think Virtua Six, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we get some form of Yakuza title this year as well yeah because there has been a yakuza title i think every year since zero we got a teaser for eight already didn't we i don't know if it was a teaser i might have to look that up but i don't think we got one because i think it was ichiban just like walking through the street and you never see his face or something maybe i'll have to look that up if we did cool that means we're probably gonna get one this year um i kind of want them to do a remaster and like take their time with eight yeah um but then again, fucking Judgment and Lost Judgment came out with pretty close to each other, and the Lost Judgment was fucking great. True. So they can put out whenever, whatever game they want. I'm still going to fucking play it. Yeah, that's facts. But yeah, Judgment's great, and you still need to play it because you'd love it. I know. I I will let you borrow my copies if you want to fucking play them. You know what's fucked up? What? I bought the PS5 remaster, and it's still in the plastic. <laughs> Fuck you, just play it. I know, you're, you're okay? As, you're, well, you're not as bad as Joey, but you're... That's true. Joey Joey has had your copy of Nier for how long? Since I worked at GameStop. Yeah, how long ago was that? At least... It's been at least three years. Yeah. I bought him Mass Effect Legendary Edition on launch. He still hasn't played that either. Now I'm about to buy the re-release of Nier for like the 10th anniversary, and Joey still has my original copy that he hasn't touched. Oh, I'm going to buy that Nier copy for sure. I just to have it on the Switch. I hope that there's some kind of like pre-order bonus steelbook somewhere, because I don't know I don't know if Nier ever got a steelbook for that automata. Uh, I'd have to look. There probably is one, but it was probably in other countries. But having it in Switch would be very nice. Just like the black with the Yorha logo on it. That'd be great. Um, I think, yeah. I'm still salty that Kingdom Hearts is getting cloud versions and near. Oh, isn't. It's, it's fucking bullshit. I posted on everything they put a trailer out for now. I'll be like, so you're putting the Crisis Core remaster and Nier Automata, both games that are highly more advanced than anything in the Kingdom Hearts collection, and that's still a cloud version, huh? It it stands to to what I think that I don't think Namor had anything to do with those because he was working on remake and Crisis Core and just the whole Seven Project and Kingdom Hearts Four. When so, N- when Nintendo put out the uh, the Crisis Core trailer on their YouTube, I was like, Square Enix can put Final Fantasy Seven remake Crisis Core on Switch, but Kingdom Hearts is still a cloud version. Fuck off. And then some dick writer came into the replies and was like, uh, 
yeah, but you're just an idiot for not playing the cloud versions. And I was like, stop bootlicking for a billion dollar company. Like, I'll, like, I hate that shit. Like, if I see something, I don't care. Like, I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts fan. Go fuck yourself. I'm going to fucking purchase these shitty cloud versions on a Switch. Yep. A series, a, like, the only one that might need it is three. Mm-hmm. And even then, go fuck yourself. Do maternal runs on the Switch. Yeah. Like, that's, that's another thing that I just bought. Uh, it kind of drove it home how awesome that was because the week that the cloud versions came out was the week that Doom Eternal went up on limited run. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. The full cartridge version, Doom Eternal. You, it runs natively on the Switch, but right now you have to download it. Yeah. So having it physically on there is like the dopest shit ever. Again, and- it's fucking stupid. Like, I hope, I hope someone at Square is like, all right, we'll make real versions to replace these, but I doubt they will. They, they have talked about it before when they've been pressed on it. Like, their PR team has been like, well, it depends on what the team wants to make, but we've been considering it and stuff like that. But, like... My, my thing is, if you want to keep 3 as a cloud version, I get that. That one, I get. It's, that one, it's, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Even if you wanted to do Fragmentary Passage and 3 in, like, a package and make that the cloud version, totally fine. That's that's cool. Even if you don't want to do physical versions of 1, 2, Birth by Sleep, all the others, I would still buy them and download them. Because I could play them anywhere, which is the point of the goddamn console you put it on. Because my thing is, if I can't play Kingdom Hearts anywhere because I needed or an internet connection, then what the fuck? Like, Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Cloud version. Makes sense. Right? That completely fair. Control. Cloud version. Makes sense. Because that's not going to fucking run on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts 1 very much will run on the Switch. It is Birth a- by Sleep is a PSP game. Which is even worse now because Crisis Core is getting a graphical and gameplay bump of a PSP game and it's coming to Switch and PS5. Yeah, like, it, fuck you. Like, it, again, I, I fundamentally believe that it was some dickhead shareholders who just wanted to throw something on the Switch for money. Absolutely. And they just were like, ah, Kingdom Hearts. And like, because I guarantee if Nomura had his way, he'd make a he'd find a way to put those bitches on Switch and make some new canon some shit. Some new canon story, like CG movie about Smash or some shit, which would be awesome. Yeah, it would be really cool. But like, god dang it. Like it, I I knew like I hated that people were jumping down Nomura's throat with that one. I'm like, I don't think this is him. Yeah. Like this doesn't have his handwriting all over it. I, I would like type. to I would like to see the credits for the cloud version. But I would not like but to not pay for it, it yeah. to see just the credits. I'm not paying for the cloud version to to test that theory. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Nier's looking cool. Judgment's really fun. Um, speaking of the Switch, uh, I three three hopes I'm playing a little more of. I'm with you, but for me, it's just I don't think Warrior Games can keep my attention span. Well, that's my thing is I know they can. Yeah. So you know, but um, so yeah. I that game I, I I do like and I love a lot of the writing on it, but like I'm just Warrior Games just I lose interest. Strikers was the one that didn't because it didn't feel like a Muso. I'm so hyped to play that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, well, after like 300 hours of Royal. Hey, I'll I'll gladly put that 300 hours. Well, here's in. the thing: Are you gonna play the Royal like edition? Or are you gonna say fucking play vanilla first? I'm gonna do the Royal yeah. because I want to see everything and. Like, I started Persona 3 and uh, Golden as their enhanced versions, 
and I went all the way through with the extra shit. And you, so you did you did the extra shit, right? Okay. Yeah, and then I also played um, the fighting game and the uh, the dancing game, and it didn't really affect me that oh, this character isn't there. What's up with that? Because it's like, well, it's a fucking new version. Come on. They they do a good job with strikers and and in like royal where it's like it makes sense why they wouldn't be there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think. Uh, Strikers is going to be interesting because I want to see how you, because it doesn't feel like a Muso. It actually feels like a Persona action game. I did play the demo when it uh, was coming out, and I loved the gameplay. I loved that they introduced, like, you can actually switch the Personas in battle, and that's how you get your different effects and magic. And uh, I was like, damn, this really do feel like Persona, but just action combat. Again, so, like, yeah, that to me was what, what showed it off, because, like, Hyrule Warriors, Farmer Warriors, they, they feel like Warriors games. Strikers felt like this is a Persona game. Like how the fighting games felt like fighting games with Persona. This one felt like an action game with Persona. Mm-hmm. And I I remember thinking when that game was coming out, because it was supposed to be a road trip across the country for summer, mm-hmm. I was like, they're definitely trying to beef up the roster by taking this road trip and going to all these different Persona locations and that's how you get the protagonists from four. That's how you throw some three characters in there. But then I guess they didn't do that. And I just kind of look like a retard. It would have been cool, but I, I doubt they would have done that for Strikers. Definitely if they did like a Persona 5 fighting game. Absolutely. Well, that, that's what made me think of it. Because I was like, well, they had the three characters in the fighting game. But, you know, I guess I didn't. I, I wasn't expecting it to be so story driven. Yeah. So that's where that came from. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much been all I've done. I've been watching uh, a little bit more, a little bit more of Doctor Stone. Uh, obviously, the boys. I want to get into another anime because um, I don't know. I've I've been like just super hyped for what's coming out this fall. Obviously, the Chainsaw Man anime, Solo Leveling's coming out in January, I think, or sometime in twenty twenty three. Been reading a lot of webtoons, like I said. I just I don't know. I need like a long running thing. To keep me occupied, I've watched, I've rewatched Bleach already this year, so I can't do that again. So I don't know, like I'm, I'm, I'm in that stage of f- trying to find something. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I'll probably, I hopefully we'll have something next week when we talk. You know what's fucked up? What is? I've been checking Shonen Jump every Sunday for months now, mm-hmm. waiting for the new Ayashimon chapter. It got fucking canceled after chapter twenty five. Ayashimon got canceled? Ayashimon. The thing that every big mangaka was creating art for. Like, this is going to be the next big thing. Fucking destroyed before it even got, like, two volumes. Fuck. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. The art was so good. The characters were incredible. And because of that, they had to end it on a cliffhanger. So... And yet Doron Dororon is still going. Yeah, they started the same week, and I, I just don't fucking get it, man. They started the same week, but Doron is going. I feel like Doron is hitting a demographic in Japan that Ayashimon wasn't. Yeah. Um, because, like, Doron, as much as I like Doron, is very much, like, kind of generic shonen, at least right now. Um, Ayashimon was different, for sure. I didn't vibe with it as much, but, like, I totally, I got it, where I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is going to be a hit. Kind of sucks, though. I didn't know it got canceled. Fuck. I didn't either until I was... I looked it up because I, I was like, when the fuck's the new Ayashimon chapter coming out? Because you don't think about it actively when you're checking every week 
and you're like, okay, these are the ones that have come out. Like my hero is pretty much switched to, switched to bi-weekly now. Um, good. <clears throat> yeah. For this part, it's very good that it's two weeks apart. Um, what else is there? Uh, Earth Child is pretty much still weekly. They took like a week break at one point. And then um, there was another one that I was reading that was doing a weird schedule. But yeah, I, I think Kaiju number eight is also on biweekly because I, th- I looked on it's like new chapter in nine days. Yeah. So uh, which that manga you should read as well. Kaiju number eight is actually really fun. I, I want to. It's, uh, it's on my favorites list so I can get into it. I, I have said this before and I will keep saying it. The fact that our main protagonist is middle aged is so refreshing. And man, I cannot wait. I hope this gets animated because, like, I can already see like, oh, this fight scene gonna be heat. So, uh, but yeah, that sucks, dude. Yeah, I, I, I'm really hoping that another uh, magazine picks up a Yashimon because it, it's so great. It just deserves to run its course. You know, like they they had to cut out the whole final battle and even. It feels like a very short cancellation because the pacing was great up until like the last chapter they released, and then it, the cliffhanger happens. So, and there's even a time skip within that chapter, so you know something went down within like two weeks. Yeah, where it was just like ah oh, fuck off. But I really hope that gets picked up by another uh, like magazine or publication or something because it really deserves to run its course. Um, I uh, the news story that I wanted to talk about. Hideo Kojima framed for <laughs> assassination attempt. Dude, I saw that like on Young Guy's video. I didn't click on it, but I saw like Kojima was framed for the assassination. Is now threatening to sue, and I was like, "What the fuck happened?" Yeah, holy fuck. <laughs> the fact that you say Young Yeah said that makes me think that Young Yeah was trying to take the credit for the assassination because he kind of looks like Kojima. <laughs> He's over here on his video. I did that. Fuck off. <laughs> Stop giving Kojima credit for my work. No, but like, holy shit. I saw that. And I'm like, how the fuck did we get there that people were like, it was Kojima? Yeah. But have you seen the picture of the guy? He, no. He looks like Kojima. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. it's, it's almost a one-to-one. Like, is that Kojima? You're literally like looking and going, it? No. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Fuck, dude. I feel bad for him because that sucks. Because like... I mean, what is it like? Everybody's like, I don't, I don't believe he is, but like, and I, I think he's kind of a piece of shit. But Ted Cruz and the whole Zodiac killer thing, yeah. Where I'm like, it must suck to wake up and someone go, "Hey, by the way, this you," and you're like, "No." There was a study done where 60 percent of voters in uh, Florida thought that Ted Cruz was the Zodiac killer. <laughs> How many of those 60 still voted for him? I have no idea, and I don't want to know that statistic. Yeah, holy fuck. But yeah, I thought that was a really interesting <laughs> anecdote to bring up. Jesus Christ. Well, anyway, um, let's. So yeah, Kojima uh, framed for murder. Uh, false though. War has changed. War has changed. Um, a big. Here's one that kind of we care about. I say kind of, but uh, Microsoft may be trying to bring some NIS America games to Xbox. That's cool. So That'll I, be good for them. Yeah, if if you haven't played some of those, some of those are good. I think, isn't the Alteria their series? I think it is, yeah. So yeah, if you want some good, you know, Yuri action RPGs, there you go. Um, the They've done a lot of shit. Don't they? They have the East games, right? Uh, Falcom does oh, okay. them. I think NIS used to publish them before Falcom started publishing Did themselves. Did Falcom go 8 onward? 
I think they they started with um, I think they started with eight, the, the like the remake of eight, mm. and then on past that. Oh, okay. Because I think the Vita um, version of eight was still NIS, but I could be wrong. But NIS, just as a publisher, gets a lot of those weird Japanese games that you don't think there'd be a market for. Yeah. So that's that's really good. I mean, hey, the I the Somnium Files is on Game Pass, so. I need to go pick up my uh, collector's edition of the second one that just came out, which luckily I can fucking do now because I have a job. Bitch. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. That's good for them. Um, possibly gym leaders and three new Pokemon were leaked for Scarlet and Violet. Cool. So if that's the case, cool. I, I didn't look into it and I, cause I'm, I don't really want to get this leaked, but I hope they do like they did with sword and shield. And there's differences based on versions. So, at least if I buy both versions, I'm not just buying the same shit over and over again. It's like, oh, there's there are some major things different. It feels good to be excited for Pokemon, not because of the lore for once. Yeah. Because like after playing Legends Arceus, I'm just like, I want to play the game just to play it. Which I never thought I would say about a Pokemon game outside of all the spin-offs that aren't yeah. mainline. <laughs> I still want a fucking Pokemon uh Coliseum remake. Yeah, that game was one of my favorite when playing on the GameCube, and then that fucking disc stopped working. I was upset. That's one thing that I wanted to mention. Um, on the fifteenth, the Nintendo sixty four online thing is getting uh, Pokemon Puzzle League, mm. which I actually played the shit out of with my mom as a kid. And when I told her about it, she was like, "Oh fuck yeah, the music in that game was great," which is never something I thought my mom would say. But that's a testament to how good the soundtrack to Pokemon Puzzle League is. And if you have Nintendo Online, I highly suggest everyone play it. Hell yeah. I'll have to check it out because I've at least checked out every game that comes on the, on the thing just to see if I care. Yeah. Uh, I played Paper Mario. I need to beat it still. Yeah, I, I got really far in Paper Mario and it still really fucking holds up. Now just bring over Thousand Year Door. Yeah. Um, Do anything with GameCube, please. Yeah, pretty much just every GameCube game put on Switch. Thank you. Um, Do what you did with the Wii U. <laughs> Silu X Hunter, who is a leaker, who has who uh, accurately made claims about the partner showcase and the MK8 Deluxe booster course pack and a lot of others, has said that Bayonetta 3 news shouldn't be too far away. I hope so. Um, and then I believe, let me see. Right now, Bayonetta 3's rating has changed to mature on the eShop website. And an hour ago. Silu Hunter, the guy who claimed that it's coming soon, says tomorrow there's news happening. Hell yeah. And if that's the case, fuck yeah, I'm down. We need this. I, I need to go to GameStop as well because uh, they just released a Bayonetta box. Oh, fuck, right. We, yeah, you show me that. It's, I want it. It's really cool, and it comes with Jean and Bayonetta Pops. Which... My, my favorite lesbian aunts. Yeah. <laughs> So I, it's it's a good time. Potentially, it's about to be a good time for Bayonetta fans. I'm super down for that. Yeah, I it, did that come out or is it coming out? It's out because I went oh, to fuck. Uh, I I went to the one that was GameStop uh, stop before Matt's house. Sure, fuck yeah, let's do it. Uh, they had one the other day in Cool Springs, so they probably still have it. Let's I hope so. I don't imagine there's a ton of hardcore Bayonetta stands going in there and looking next to the Fortnite toys. Probably not. Um, this one is a little sad, but Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to get a PS5 and Series X update, like full updates, but got shelved. 
like the GTA 4 uh, remakes and this is exactly and, and bully remake because everybody now is all hands on deck on GTA 6. That's just all the Rockstar news is, for the last like two years. Is just we were gonna make something, but we decided not to, and it feels fake. Yeah, like it feels like they're just saying. Oh yeah, we had all this shit lined up, but then you guys didn't like our shitty ports of the PS2 games, so we cancel it. Fuck you. It's just sad that like the fact that GTA 5 came out on the 360 and PS3. Yeah. And it's been and then we got Red Dead 2 in 2018. I remember when it came out on the 360 cuz I was sick and home from school. And my buddy Trevor picked it up and was like, hey, I'm going to come over. Let's play GTA for a while. Because it, it came out that day. And he came over and uh, he popped it in. And I was like, oh, I don't have enough space on my 360. Because I had like the 8 gig model. Mm. And then I deleted everything on it just to try to play GTA 5. And it still wasn't enough. That's how long it's been. When 8 gigabytes was the norm for a console, that's when GTA 5 came out. It it's sad because like case in point the PS2 generation had fucking three GTA games. We got the th- the ones that just got remastered really shittily were the ones we got, and they were fucking incredible. Yeah, and then when GTA 4 came out, we got then three really good expansions. Three? Yeah, I think it was three of them. I I believe it was three. Ballad of Gay Tony, Lost and Damned, and then one other one. Mm-hmm. I forget what that one's called, but yeah, great. Again, more content, and then you know GTA Five comes out. What do we get online? Cool. What else? Heists for online. Okay. What about single player content? Can we see what what Trevor's been up to? What's Trevor doing? Online. What What about Franklin? Oh, he got to meet Dr. Dre. Online though. And you're like fucking okay. New vehicles. Online. New vehicles. New vehicles. Army vehicles. Fucking, we're gonna make it look like Saints Row vehicles. And then, like, Red Dead Online comes out and apparently doesn't do anything, and they're apparently shutting that server down because it hasn't made nearly as much money as GTA Online. Well, because they fucked the launch. Yeah. When it came out, it was buggy as fuck. I tried playing it because it was one of those GameStop games that I just got for free. Mm. And I was like, all right, I'll play Red Dead 2 story mode. And I was like, oh, this is the most unfun thing I've ever played, and that is another hill that I'll die on. And then I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just wait for the online when it comes out in a month. And then I played that, and I was like, this is buggy as fuck. I'm never touching this game again. <laughs> I think Red Dead 2 is one of the best stories I've played in a game. But I'm so sick of Rockstar's, like, game design that, like, I'm just like, fuck you. Let me run. Like, let that be the default. Go fuck yourself with this walking bullshit. It's more immersive. Fuck off. Can't wait for Saints Row, though. Oh, fuck. I'm actually hyped. Dude, the, did, you, did you did you downloaded the character creator? I haven't. I've been meaning to. Oh, my gosh. It's so It's a lot. You can get prosthetics. Like, it, it's fucking cool. Nice. Like, and then seeing all the different creations people have made has been fucking great. Because literally on the first screen, I saw Shaggy, Handsome Squidward, uh, Heisenberg. Uh, somehow someone got, uh, fuck, like, the ch- ultimate Chad dude yeah. in the memes. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Nice. And as you keep scrolling, you can see which one of them are, like, really creative and the which ones were like, oh, this is your tryhard OC, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it, I'm this like, this is Tanashi. This is my, this is a uh, my, this is my, uh, this is my OC, Crystalina, uh, and she is a Crystalina uh, the Hedgehog. 
I, this 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 my uh, this is uh, Sonichu over here and uh, this is Sonichu. <laughs> I want to find those comics. I need to start collecting the Sonichu comics, bro. They're on fun. Amazon. Ah, fuck. I don't think they are anymore because of uh, you know what the author being. Yeah. Kind of not okay. I'm gonna do a fun little game here. I'm gonna search Luke the Hedgehog. Oh fuck you. On Google Images. Let's see here. Oh my god. Is that a hedgehog? Origin. Luke was born on Sonic Island when he was five years old. He was born when he was five years old. He was super fast like Sonic, but also strong as Knuckles. He joined the Sonic military at the <laughs> age four to fight against Egg. Wait, but, man. Did, but didn't he born at five? He was born at five, and then he regressed to age four to join the military. Because he was too old at five, I guess. Oh, God. To fight against Egg, comma, man, and his goons. After the Sonic Shadow War of 1812. <laughs> 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 this has to be a shit post. Holy fuck. He is now a trainer at the Sonic Gym, where he trains new recruits to get super strong. Best friend, Sonic, <laughs> Knuckles, Alex. <laughs> Loves to fight, run fast, steal, skipping school, guns, working out, doing it with girls, and not shower. <laughs> Hates Dr. Eggman, shadow, showers, parents, school, Kevin the Hedgehog. <laughs> Wecklings, beta male, spelled like male, like you receive something in the mail. Homework, studying, leg day, since he already fastest. Powers, super speed, strength, Pinoy pride, what? and god mode. <laughs> this is your OC, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's just a black guy with a t-shirt that says Pinoy and Daisy Duke booty shorts and sandals. <laughs> I love the I you can if this isn't a shit post the person writing this was like very much like a kid who just wanted to play video games all day yeah and like who you can just already just based on that alone you can smell the person I mean he said it there hate showering <laughs> Jesus Christ I looked up BJ the Hedgehog it's nothing that fun well I'm surprised that you didn't find something incredibly yeah, graphic honestly, well I have a just for because I. There was a one of my coworkers' uh, friends. Like they, I had let a kid use my phone to play games. So I, right now, my my Safari is on Safe Search. Mm. So I don't think I could have found anything like that right now. Let's see if I can search my government name and find something good. Oh boy. <sighs> William the Hedgehog. Real full name, King slash Sultan William J. the Hedgehog. Age, 46. <laughs> Abilities, tornadoes, winds, clouds, weathers, flight. Family, family, Twister, younger son, Helen, wife, Wilbert, younger brother, Mindy, oldest daughter, Sandy, older daughter. Okay. <laughs> He's got an oldest daughter and an even older daughter. Likes his son. 
Twister, Tom Harmony, <laughs> Love, Luna the Tiger, mm-hmm. who is not his wife, his children and wife. So he'd just be fucking around. Dislikes his brother, Wilbert, Danger, Chaos in His Kingdom, Twister in Danger, Accent, American, First Appearance, Twister the Prince of Wintropolis, <laughs> which I need to t- I need to find. <laughs> Was, was there a picture? Yeah, there was. Let me see this shit. It's just created in that old Deviant Art uh, Sonic fan character creator, though. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So we need to have a full podcast. We just go through Sonic OCs and like rate them. Absolutely. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad that's where we decided to end on. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Hold on. One oh, more. Shit. I got to do Matt the Hedgehog. Oh, of course. Just for our boy that listens to every episode. This one's for you, Matt. I'm looking for one with a character description. I'm hoping there's a good one. All right. Matt the Hedgehog. Mm -hmm. Background and story. Matt was raised by the Hedgehog monks and have devoted his life to understanding the secrets of the Hedgehog universe. Age 27. Date of birth, 1408-1994. Location of birth, in a hospital like normal people, except the hospital was for hedgehogs. (laughs) Powers. Able to control and accelerate any part of the body. Huge schlong. (laughs) Like really packing some heat. Can have lightning appear anywhere. Personality, dead inside, constantly horny, resting dead face, play dumb, super energetic. (laughs) And the picture is just Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) For real? Yeah. So. All right. Cool. Cool. (laughs) Big schlong. Really packing some meat. Holy fuck. Accurate to our Matt. Yeah, that's pretty accurate to Matt. Well, guys, thank you for listening to this one. Uh, really not much to talk about lately just because, you know, no, not big news. Oh, speaking of news, did you see the, the Kirby Fall Guys game? Taylor just sent me a text about that. I don't know what, I haven't seen it. It's literally just Kirby, but Fall Guys. Okay. So um, <laughs> They could have just collaborated. No, Nintendo was like, we'll do it. It looks really fun, I'm not going to lie. It's like a party game for Kirby, but like, you know, I did. I don't think we needed it. Yeah, Fall Guys isn't exactly a genre. It might be now. If Kirby gets into it, might Pokemon might jump in. We'd be surprised if PlayStation makes their own. Like, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow us on uh, Instagram, SideQuest underscore podcast. Um, and just a friendly reminder, Dr. Stone could body Goku. He absolutely could solo the entire One Piece verse. Definitely. Um, he could probably body the Naruto verse. But since Ash Ketchum won our last bout, do you think Ash Ketchum could beat Dr. Stone? Mm. If he has a water type, he can beat Stone. That is true. But, again, how much prep time, though, is... (laughs) That's true. Unconclusive. Unconclusive. But anyway, thank you guys for listening, and as always, take it sleazy.